We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is this is A plus primo grade A beef banter. So, you know. You know what's hilarious is I did totally forget. Like I just spaced out. Probably like a dad brain moment. But I have something very special for you, Matt. And and I and I want you to I want you to to uh listen closely. Well, I want to preface by saying I didn't even watch the damn game, so Oh good. Well this this will be the first time you hear it. Something about Saquon, blah blah blah. And Barkley takes it into the end zone for the go-ahead touchdown, and the Giants take the lead. Watch him, he's just gonna take yeah, this thing yeah, all the way yeah, outside. Yeah. Saquon Barkley. <laughs> Not only did the Giants beat the Packers, but Saquon Barkley Saquon had himself a game, had this game-winning touchdown. Oh, so good. That's pretty good. Yeah. We, we, I, and also, Matt, before you get into your stuff, I said to Cousin Greg texted me to see how Matt was doing after the game. And I said, I said, Matt hasn't responded. And I also said that he likely won't say anything all day. But not only did you not say anything all day, you haven't said a single word about it until we got on the podcast here. You I know. Not, you did not mention one word about the Giants, the Packers, the NFL, football, anything. Because I'm a man of honor and I'm still going to bring up my drubbing. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, uh, uh, the I, again, I didn't watch it. I was I was out gallivanting around uh, Long Island, having a wonderful time. New York City and Long Island this weekend. But oh, wow. um, basically, I did. I saw a score update that we were up at halftime, mm-hmm. and I saw it was only a, a seven point game. I saw kind of a, it was twenty to ten, I think. Yeah, yeah. Which again, as is seemingly every game for the past ten years, we could play one good half of football, and then we've got like one half of like, oh my god. Can we make it? Um, but uh, I just read a, a snippet of an article kind of eviscerated the Packers, like essentially saying they have like, what, what, what is, what is Mr. Jones going to do? Like air it out and, and beat you with a pass. No, you know what they're going to do. They're going to go to Saquon, you know, who you got to stop. And they still didn't. Uh, <laughs> and that was kind of the frustrating thing. Like they talk about this, um, this revamped awesome defense that we've got, but yeah, we barely beat the third stringer on the, on the Patriots last week. Like, uh, come on. Like this is, this is we're, we're in trouble. Like it's going to be a struggle just to make the playoffs this year, but the, um, I mean, who's the, good what, in that division though? The Vikings are, are out to a strong lead and they beat us in the season opener. So that, that's, that's the competition right now. Okay. Okay. But I mean, they're the yeehaw guys or their quarterback. What's his name? Um, uh, the guy from Michigan State, uh, yeehaw guy, Cousins. right? Kirk yeah, Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Woo, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. You care like to that? Give, I Wait, don't get, yeah. There we go. I don't Kirk, care. To give Kirk Cousins. Yeah. yeah, he's still in the NFL. Yeah. Yep. Oh my goodness. I don't hey. care to give him brain space. But one thing I did see because um, <laughs> a lot of my Cleveland friends are are having meltdowns here for for good reasons because it sounds like Stefanski can't call a damn play right down there but uh a friend of mine i just i chuckled at this because uh he posted a a tweet of the nfl rushing leaders through week five uh it's nick chubb at 593 yards saquon at number two with 533 yards and number three 
Nick Chubb after contact, 415 <laughs> yards. And then number four is Miles Sanders. Number five is Damian Pierce. So uh, I just, I got to chuckle out of that because uh, everyone in Cleveland is basically screaming like run, like Jacoby Brissett is actually playing fairly good. And yet they're still shooting themselves in the foot week after week after week. Like yeah. Jacoby, if you look, I actually looked at his numbers from the game this past week. He was like, wow, like that's, that's not bad. Like that, that's, that's Baker Mayfield or better level production that he's been giving them. And they're still, they're still losing. So um, now, now I'm sorry, everyone I love in Cleveland. I'm going to say this is karma. <laughs> this is Deshaun karma, but um, yeah, you, you live with that, especially when he's back. But yeah, the, I don't know that it, it, from what I heard from the pack, I mean, I know they said, uh, there, I, I watched that critical fourth down play where the edge rusher swatted the ball away. Like it just, it just sounded like a, a pretty terrible second half. Um, yeah, they didn't score. The other thing that sucks is it sounds like the the morale on the team is actually wavering right now. So uh, they had reports coming out that Rogers is kind of pissed at the the locker room morale, and everyone's already like worrying that they're going to lose to the Jets next. Um, so at least I I laugh, but you know Rogers isn't that. You know Rogers is his his quirky mercurial weirdo self he's not a i'm gonna get in your face and scream at you type quarterback so um especially with a young crop of wide receivers and a talented team that just doesn't found it yet i don't know if they're gonna turn it around and he'll you know i'll eat my words because he'll do he'll do his relax we'll be fine blah 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 and then he'll go out and throw for like 700 straight touchdowns or something ridiculous because it's him but what are they three and two after three and two yeah. Come on. The world's not ending. Yeah. Close enough after losing to you, you Jamokes. <laughs> Are Packers fans like Yankees fans in that way? Like freaking out? Like, nah, I wouldn't say so. Okay. Um, I'd say Cowboys fans. They're, are they're generally so full of cheese curds and, and Miller light that, you know, <laughs> they're, they're just pretty jovial. Mm. Uh, I did though. I did. Um, I got, I, I read and this made sense. Uh, I read why that they were the last team to go play in London, which I thought was pretty neat. Um, so they had kind of a league exception in a 16 game season to that they, that they wouldn't give up a home game to go play in London because yeah. um, losing a home game's worth of revenue really um, disproportionately impacts Packers because oh. they don't have a billionaire owner. They are completely reliant on their TV That's and revenue. local revenue. Um yeah. You know, as a small market team with with you know me as one of their two hundred thousand owners, um, so that's why the NFL has said, okay, we'll give you a pass. But as soon as they went to 17, 17 uh, games in the season, and Packers, this was a year that they technically got an extra home game. The NFL went, all right, it's time for you to go now. <laughs> um, so they still have their eight home games this year. It's you know it's not going to disproportionately affect them. They do lose out of that revenue, but it. It's only fair that they finally go, right? This is probably the Giants' third or fourth time over there, right? Yeah, I yeah. think they're undefeated. No, I really? I think so. Wow. Yeah, they've played some like really bad teams. It, it, there's been like bad rain, I think, from what I now, remember. Now relocating to Tottenham, <laughs> the New York. I mean, the Tottenham Football Giants. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, nothing wrong with it. Oh, and, and uh, to build on your stats about the the um, uh, Chubb and, and Barkley, uh, Chubb is second in the league right now in most yards from scrimmage with 630, and Barkley is number one, 676. So, good mm. good start for both of them this season. That's cool. <clears throat> yeah, I uh, I don't watch Barkley enough, but I do like Chubb. The fact that he's just uh, he's literally your your workman, he doesn't, yeah. no flashy dances, you know, yeah. he, he, yeah, he scores, totally he sets different. the ball down, he runs away. Like, that's, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. he's someone they need to erect a statue to in, in Cleveland. And also Jose Ramirez, as we transition to the Yankees, uh, first win. Last night. Now, I just, you know, and I think the three of us all agree every time we watch him, it's like, holy crap, that guy's so good. Um, <laughs> He's, I think there was a, a reason why in the biggest moment of the game yesterday, it wasn't an intentional walk, but Garrett Cole threw four straight four, balls. Four straight balls <laughs> that weren't close. Yeah. <laughs> to, to Ramirez and uh, you know, just went on to the next guy. <laughs> well, and I, I knew he, he 
beat the crap out of the Yankees at Yankee Stadium, but I didn't, didn't yeah. realize that over 28 games he owned a, like a 415 batting average. Like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> and that's as a switch hitter. I love like the, was it Booney, who they quoted saying like, you know, they say he's better from one side of the plate, but from what I can tell, there is no weakness. Like, he's good <laughs> from both. So, uh, we're not going to pitch to him either way. Yeah. Tip, tap, tip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he'd, he'd be like a legit superstar if he played for the Yankees or the Dodgers or the Red Sox, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, he loves Cleveland. And that they, yeah. they, they oh, told it's great. the story, yeah. which I didn't, I didn't hear the full story, but, I mean, essentially he said, my daughter was born here. I like living here. I like the people here. Yeah, that's um, what Constance was saying. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. uh, again, good for him. I hope, I hope he becomes revered like all of the other, you know, big name all time Cleveland folks. Because, like the like the '90s Indians guys, kind of. Yeah, but I mean, even like I was about to say, like Jim Tomey, but even Tomey left. So yeah, you know, I hope I he got hope, traded, didn't he? I thought he signed with the he Phillies. Signed with the Phillies. Yeah, they, they might have traded him. I don't know, but yeah, I can't remember. He came back. Jimmy, Jim, go old Jimmers came back. Uh, shout out to Matt Seemiller for showing me there. Uh, there was one of the best parody Twitter accounts out there back 10 years ago was Jim Tomey's parody Twitter account talking about how Jim Jam loved to mash taters. And, uh, <laughs> it was, it was pure, it was pure comedy gold. <laughs> Amazing. Before we get too far down the baseball rabbit hole, I just want to say, if you haven't seen the play yet, Matt or Ethan, um, the, the touchdown is obviously the big play that, that has been played on you know, Sports Center in the highlight reels. Uh, but Saquon also had a nice little juke uh, for a 41 yard uh, run, I believe it was. Man, I'm uh, some point from the in, football in the game. second half. Um, so definitely, definitely check out that highlight. Right, who, who did he juke? Do you remember the name? I don't remember. No. Because no. I'm, I'm glad I held my tongue because the guy, like we have, I think it's Devondre Campbell who was like a journeyman linebacker who we signed last year at a one-year deal for five million. He was an all pro. Um, so he's been like a high level, which we haven't had a middle linebacker like that since, I mean, even, you know, AJ Hawk didn't play at that level. AJ Hawk. Yeah. I'm, I'm throwing that name out there, you know? And, yeah. and actually I will say um, the last, the last linebacker that we had was, that was close to that was uh, Mr. Rodriguez. Ramirez, the guy the Giants signed away from Lake Martinez. Lake Martinez, there we go. And he was he was a tackling machine, and that's been a shame to see that he can't stay on the field in New York either. Because yeah. well, he he got cut. He's done. I know, but I mean, he was he was hurt. He was hurt. Oh hurt, yeah, hurt. I think he tore his ACL. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I, I was gonna say like, oh, Campbell's gonna stuff Berkeley, and I'm glad I kept my mouth shut. So. <laughs> can't eat that one. Um, the other well, the other football thing we should talk about really quick before we get to beer. Okay, good. Um, so I have the hat. I have the shirt. Wow. They're both playing big games this weekend. Syracuse got NC State at the JMA Wireless Dome. <laughs> and Penn State goes to Michigan. Goes to the big house. The big noon kickoff. Do we think either one of them walks away with a victory this weekend? Both. Both are going to win. Both? Ooh. That's, that's bold. <laughs> Being, so, I'm being a, I'm being an optimist. Good, good for you. Just for fun, just trying it on. It feels a little <laughs> weird. Okay, it feels a little cramped. It feels a little stuffy. This outfit. Okay, I don't love it, but I'm trying it. Okay, we'll talk world affairs later, and you can rip that outfit off. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I mean, isn't Syracuse is giving up three points right now? Right, they're the favorite. They which, are. I believe. I believe they were a three wow. point favorite. Wow. Um, which is weird. It's also very weird to scroll through very the end, you know, the NCAA football tab on ESPN and to see Syracuse listed as a top 25 team. When you look at the games, you know, you normally That's have to really like, weird to drop down and go to the ACC because they're never listed <laughs> yeah. in the top 25. Um, so that's, that's weird. And, and the fact that what we say last time, it's the first matchup of two ranked teams at the JMA wireless dome for over 20 years. Yeah, what'd you say, like 2001 or something? 2001. Oh, yeah, my God. Is, is weird. I was going to say, that's like McNabb years, isn't it? Yeah. Or close to it. Yeah. It's got to no. be a McNabb year. Yeah. The, the one thing I will say, and the reason I, I'm, I'm rooting for them, and I hope they do well, and I hope they can keep this going, um, but they've lost a prime starter for the season in five straight games. So they are being absolutely decimated by the injury bug. Even at Wagner, they lost one of their their, their starters. Um. So that's going to be the thing they have to overcome this year. Five guys already? Five guys. One per game, it feels like. 
have been have suffered season ending ending injuries. Jesus. Um, so they're a depleted squad. Um, but on the on the flip side, um, it's also fun to read articles where ESPN runs their college football power index simulator, and ten times out of twenty thousand simulations, Syracuse makes the college football playoff. So <laughs> you know, you're saying there's a chance, right? You're or, saying you know, there's a chance. To quote the uh, little giants. There's that one time <laughs> that Rick Moranis beat Kevin, whatever his older brother's name down the hill. Kevin on the O'Shea. Bike race. Kevin O'Shea. <laughs> so, um, you know, you never know. It's obviously not going to happen, but it, it's fun to, to, it's like buying a lotto ticket, you know, you know, it's not going to win, but it's, it's fun to imagine for about 20 seconds. Um, yeah, it now, could happen. I've blathered about the Q's column. Give us the scoop on uh, Penn State. So what are the rankings? I know they're obviously going to be an underdog going into the top 10. House. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's two what top five ranked no, teams now. Uh, Mich- Michigan's five, Penn State's okay. ten. Still, um, two top ten teams going at it in the Big Ten in the Big House. Hundred thousand people. Yep, uh, the line opened at seven. Michigan was a touchdown favorite, which seems very generous. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I I mean, I do not see it. I think the one thing I'm confident about is I do not see a blowout one way or another. Um. I see like shades of the 2005 game that I talked about uh, on the podcast. Most traumatic game of your life. Yeah, kind of back and forth, uh, some sloppiness, turnovers, you know, different things like that. Neither quarterback is amazing, um, so I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if if there are a couple turnovers here and there. Um, but you know, I feel good. Uh, you know, Cl- Clifford Clifford's a six-year senior. He's pretty much done and seen everything. He's won in Michigan before. Uh, granted, it was the COVID year. Um, if he doesn't have it, I think they could move to the freshman uh, to LR uh, at quarterback, and and that's something that I don't think ever in my life at Penn State we've been able to say that we could go to a backup and be confident uh, that they could produce. So, um, yeah, I think they got good options. I think they got their their really bad game out of the way in North <laughs> against Northwestern. Uh, and uh, hopefully the turnover bug won't carry over. But Franklin keeps saying all the right things. He's three and five coming off a of bye week. Uh, he has uh, changed their routine coming off of this bye week. Uh, so we will see if that has any difference. But um, yeah, they get the win this week, and then things get exciting. Um, you know, they'll have Michigan a night game uh, whiteout, or uh, excuse me, Minnesota a whiteout uh, the the week after, um, and that's Ohio State, and so. These next three weeks are pretty much their their season Um, because if they can get through that, yeah, they'll they'll probably be favored the rest of the way out. Um, But you know, if they they stumble somewhere, you know, we're probably looking at more of the same, which isn't the worst thing in the world. Um, I mean, yeah, ten and two or eleven and one is still great, right? Right, right. But um, you know, would would love to take that that next step. It would it would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, Um, Matt. If Joe Paterno were still alive. Uh, and he, you know, he was, he wanted to use this, this huge matchup as like a recruiting opportunity. What do you, what do you think he would say? Oh man. Oh man. He would go, go Penn State! <laughs> There it is. Yeah. Okay. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. He, so he, good. Every and time. then he'd be like, I, I pooped myself. It feels <laughs> like he's squeezing out a little poop there. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> oh, my oh man. I still, again, you guys want to laugh. Watch that commercial. It's just it's just gold every time. It is. How, wait, how do we find it again, Matt? Like, what's the search to do for just, it? Just literally YouTube, come to Penn State. Oh, and it'll come up? Okay. Yep. All or right. like Big Ten football commercial or something like that. And it's also, it's like his inflection. It's like Joe Pa's inflection. So, like, the voice is, like, crazy and raspy, but there's also, like, the inflection raises a bit at the end. It's like, <laughs> come to Penn State. And, like, there's, like, this, like, this, like, kind of way that, like, it's just, it's really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But not only does it raise, but it, it, there's a little bit of like a like like a shakiness to it. Like, yeah, yeah, uh huh, yeah. Uh, it's it's I really could play it right now. Great. I just don't know if it would it would play over the audio. But I mean, I got it. I got it frozen right on his face. Yeah, but it, literally, just 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 search "Come to Penn State" commercial. That's all you need to see. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Genius. Uh, all right. So what's up next? Beers. Beers. Yeah. All right. What are you drinking, Ethan? I am having my second heady that Matt sent nice. to me. Thank you, so, Matt. Sorry, I, I, yeah, I sent him. I sent him two, Colin. I only got one. 
Yeah, no, no worries. There's no more the room in the box. Yeah. So you got yeah. tasty cakes, yeah. 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 I think yeah, I think Colin would take the tasty cakes totally. over the heady anytime. Yeah. Um but yeah, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited. Still only the second time I've ever had it, you know? So thank you, Matt. Very exciting. Colin, what do you got? Uh, let's see. Batting. Trophy. Batting, okay. Batting a thousand. thousand. All right. All right. An IPA from Trophy. How is uh, it? When I when I went to Raleigh uh, to meet up with my mom before going up to Penn State, we hit Wegmans, you know, to get some tailgating stuff. And I shout out to the commish. Yep, shout out commish, and um, got myself. I had to get something trophy because I just I love their beer. It's it's great. Um, and I saw this and I was like, playoffs coming around. It'd be a great beer to have, and it, it is a pretty tasty beer. I like it. It's it's a good one. Speaking of the commission, I got a follow on Instagram from the commission. I feel honored. Wow. There yeah. you go. Need, she, she needs to get a, a profile picture going, but yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm fi- and it looks like some anonymous person is, is following me, but, but thank you. Thank you for the follow. <laughs> um, oh man. I, so have, have yeah. either of you guys tried the blazed orange yet? Oh yeah, I had it. I meant to tell you, I, I drink it uh, at some point, I guess last week. It was good. It was tasty. Yeah. I, yeah. That's I wish hot I could, butcher, right? Yeah. I wish I had the milkshake version to get to Colin because that, that tastes like a creamsicle. But, um, and they're uh, out of Michigan, Matt. Is that right? Uh, Chicago. They're out of Chicago. Because the artist, I think the artist is too. I actually follow the artist who made the label for that. I actually follow him on Instagram. I can't remember. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Like Dan Grecha or something is his okay. name. He has I mean, like a lot of really cool art. Yeah. All of their, yeah. All their labels are really cool. Um, yeah. And, but it's got that like scribbled look to it, which is also like, you know, it's, it's edgy. Yeah. It's, right. Right. These hops are going to bite you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, cool. Uh, yeah. I'm drinking uh, twice baked break, which is a riff on evil twins biscotti break, which is a, a, a stout with biscotti in it. But this is a evil twin collaboration with i'm holding this up for everyone who's watching mortalis who i normally have the mortalis hat on which is the top of my car right now but yeah so uh this is pretty tasty i, I chose it because it's not it's not too uh it's not too strong it's only 10 percent. it's nice and tasty it's it's got a good balance i'm trying to look up the the ingredients before i um while i keep rambling here twice baked break so let's see what we got here. Uh, uses Dominican chocolate, Madagascar vanilla, in-house toasted almonds, and over 100 pounds of actual chocolate almond biscotti. Create, create this uh, wonderful break two times over. So very, very good. Sounds happy, amazing. Happy I, happy I found it on the shelves down in uh, Maryland. Probably way too sweet for me, but sounds really good. I, it, it is sweet. It, yeah. it, it would be something you, I'd suggest if it were you just having a little, little taste. Yeah. Yeah. Like a shot. I feel like, you know what? Now I'm thinking about like all these pastry stouts. Yeah. Like a shot worth is like what I was like, what I can do. I, I mean, if that's I could I do like with scoop all up some ice cream and just put it oh. right in there, that's what I really need. Oh, that would actually be amazing. I didn't think about that. Like turn it into dessert, like turn it into a fucking float with like a scoop yeah. of vanilla ice cream or something. That okay. Would that be, would be like, amazing. Because it is yeah. syrup. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, Mortalis is known that Mortalis is up outside of Rochester. They're known for. They're like thick, syrupy stouts. Um, so they actually, it's one of the best beers I've had. I haven't been able to track it down since the first time I visited there, but they make a, a nutter butter stout, oh. which it tastes like the cookies. It was so amazing. Oh. It even had that like pithy peanut feeling that sticks to your mouth after eating nutter butter. Like, oh, mm-hmm. it was so good. But uh, I've never been able to get my hands on it since I visited the first time. And I'm hoping I have better shot, uh, better odds now. They just opened their, their tap room was like impossible to get beer because they were hardly ever open and they always sold out. But they have a, a cocktail lounge now in the city of Rochester. I think it's called like the Dog House or something like that. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. I think I, I don't know if I can continue after that. I, think I mean, Colin, Colin, Colin's a dad now and he's about to be a dad two times over soon, you know. It's, it's to be expected. Just trying to bring well, some well, levity to the conversation. Well, okay. I will say this past weekend, I was at a, uh, a birthday party, a, a, a toddler's birthday party. And I felt, I felt like I missed, I mean, I, I, okay. I know what baby shark is, but it was, um, 
<laughs> it was good. embarrassing how long it took. Like, I was like, oh, it's got the Jaws intro to it. Ah! Like, I, I, I completely missed, like, oh, this is this is Baby Shark. Meanwhile, all of the parents there, like, immediately knew, like, oh, mm-hmm. that's Baby Shark. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Coco yep. Melon is <clears throat> the world of kids these yeah. days. It's like Barney when, when we were growing up. Like, wow. Coco Melon. Uh, you know, I know, uh, Matt, did you end up watching Ted Lasso? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, you remember, guys, when... Um, Jamie Tartu, yeah, oh, uh, yeah, that's right. That was yeah. literally the first time I had ever heard it. I never paid that much like close attention to the nationals when they did it in the 2019 you know playoff run and everything, so I had like never actually heard the song. And so I'm like singing it one day, and I'm like, This is a catchy tune. And Toddy was like, You know, that's Baby Shark, right? <laughs> I was yeah. like, How would I know that? <laughs> we, we, you know, we hadn't had stella yet obviously um or maybe we had just had stella when when the first uh ted lasso season came out um and obviously she wasn't listening to baby shark yet right. no you were still <laughs> um, but, playing but your now... yankees highlights at that point yeah <laughs> yeah right <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly i she she watched the yankees this morning she was thrilled she was like yankees when she was doing the because sterling came on at the end she was repeating him and everything amazing she, yeah oh man you should you should get footage of that and make it go viral and then like <laughs> sell start her college fund yeah, yeah right right she's usually yeah. watching it on my phone that's that's the hard thing ah. like i couldn't she was on on sunday i wanted to troll you even harder matt um but she was watching uh it's called Stillwater. uh it's a tv show about a, a panda and three little kids uh on on apple tv i'm sure you've seen it if you've uh, been on my account and uh she was watching that on my phone so that we could actually watch the Giants game on the big TV. Ah. <laughs> so that it was the way to keep her occupied. All right. That's why you were conspicuously quiet while yeah. the Packers got drubbed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I at least got the Jamie Tart reference and Ted Lasso. I knew that much. I just had never actually heard the song from the beginning. And I had no idea. I just thought it was, I thought it was a great tune. <laughs> not a <Funny>. clue <laughs> ethan you should record like a multi-instrument cover <laughs> yeah i should well it's you know so i obviously never knew anything about kids music of any kind or kids shows until i took this job and and i as you guys know i came down here and started teaching little kids in fall of 2019 what is uh, uh mr crumps isn't that one of the names i don't know i don't know what mr crumps is Oh, I thought that was like one of the names the kids gave you. Actually, I think that's oh. what uh, I think that's what Michael Jordan called Jerry Krause. <laughs> oh, they called me they called me Mr. Banjo. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but so Baby Shark was introduced to me that fall uh, when I because I was still teaching in classrooms at the time. I was teaching classroom general music with little kids, and so um, I I got enough Baby Shark to last me a lifetime in those in those like six months before COVID hit. Um, so uh, you know I think I did I did play it for somebody on banjo one time. I can't remember for one for one of my students or something. Yeah, I like I did play it on the banjo, but um, I got my fill. But I did learn, you know, I learned a bunch of little, you know, a bunch of songs that I didn't previously know. Uh, so it was very, it was very uh, valuable. There's one called the um, the Bear Hunt. Colin, you should do the Bear Hunt with Stella sometime. Um, we're going on a bear hunt, and it's like you do like all the, you like act out and all this kind of shit. It's the kids love it. Oh, she might not be old enough just yet, but but you should at some point. But um, okay. yeah, so Baby Shark, you know, uh, I'm good. You know, Toddy's going to be coming after you tomorrow for saying that Stella's dumb. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, you know, you she might not be you old avoid enough. Having the conversation about killing a wild animal with her. Right? <laughs> no, no, uh, I'm just you saying. Know what hunting is. <laughs> there are specific directions in it. Like you go through like the 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 peanut butter river, and you're supposed to like pretend you're eating peanut butter, and then you like go through like the um gum. There's a gumdrop thing. I don't know. You go through like these different things, right? And you're supposed to like act it out. And so I just was thinking maybe it would be like a little bit too much going on for like oh. Stella to follow all of it. I don't know. I, like, I, I assigned a much darker outcome to that. I was thinking <laughs> yeah, Ethan. The, Ethan was trying to protect her from the the uh, the dark realities oh. of hunting animals. And- no, 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 no. At the end, they run away. They run away from the bear. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and so so and then they're like, "Oh, we made it!" Like, phew! Like, oh, we open the door and we close it, and blah blah blah. Yeah, so they run away from the bear. There's no actual like violence or anything, you know. It's just that they're like going through a cave and they have to like they have to drink the milk that they brought and all this. It's like a whole thing. You know, so. I gave you an out, and you just put yourself right back in to Toddy <laughs> making fun of you now. I mean, she can make fun of me if she wants to. Stella's gonna fucking love this shit eventually, whenever she's ready. So, and then, and then Toddy and Colin can hear this song many, many, many times. And uh, and you're welcome for that. Looking so. forward to it. Uh huh. Thank you. So, do you guys want me to get a couple things off my chest here? Yes, actually, yes, I do because so. Um, so we know you're gonna. We know one of the things you're gonna talk about. And before you get into it, can you give a little context? Because um, I did not get to watch the game last night, um, and so I did not hear the broadcasting that you had mentioned to us earlier. So give us a little context before you get into this. Sure, and I'm gonna get to it in a second. I have a couple other real quick hitters. Okay. That I want to throw at both of you. First, I'll give a shout out to cousin Greg. Nice big win by the Phillies yesterday in game one. Last check I saw it was pretty impressive uh, through six. They had a big rain delay uh, today in Atlanta. So we'll see if they can steal another one before heading home to Philly. Robbie Thompson also got a two year contract. I saw that. I wonder that's got to be such a weird thing, though. Wasn't he Joe's bench coach for like years? Yeah. And then Joe gets fired. He takes over, does a lot better and gets extended. Like that's got to be such a super weird dynamic, I would think, between Joe and Rob. No, yeah. I mean, hopefully Joe is Joe knows his business. Yeah, no, of course. But it just still seems seems weird to me. Like what 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 does Rob do so differently from Joe? I would think that they would be pretty similar philosophically speaking. No. You know, I mean, think about think about Tori and Zimmer. Yeah, they, they weren't. I mean, maybe there's some phil- philosophical similarities, but I mean, they were completely different people. So you're saying if you rub Rob Thompson's head, it's good luck. <laughs> Right. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody was rubbing Joe Torrey's head, I'll tell you that much. Right. No, <laughs> he, and actually so just quick aside. Uh in the twelve players that baseball reference shows when you like log on to baseball reference, Joe Torrey came up the other day in his playing days and I forgot like ooh, like I, I'm no looker, but man, like his <laughs> his playing day photo is just scary. Like, ooh, like nice Italian. Ooh. Nice Italian from Brooklyn. Yeah. Yep. He was a really good player, though. He was one of yeah. the few like super successful managers who was also like a really good player. Yeah, was he MVP one year? One I think year. he might have been. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Either that or batting champ, but I think it was MVP. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just wanted to give a quick shout out there. Um, shout out to all of my Mets fans. Oh, did I not, brutal! Did I not tell you, Buck Walter? cannot get it done so i don't i don't care if we talk about the whole sticky stuff situation but i want to give you guys a stat buck showalter has been a manager in major league baseball for 20 non-strike seasons he has never won a single championship series game in his managerial career you mean like playoff series playoffs championship series he's gotten to the the lcs series oh you mean like the alcs okay he's gotten there i Mm -hmm. I believe (laughs) with baltimore that sounds right but has never Um, did they get swept they must then they got swept he's never won a game in the alcs wow in his entire (laughs) career or nlcs for that matter because he's managed in both leagues so you're welcome but what's interesting about this real quick was it 20 was it which year would they did they get swept by the royals 14 or 15 14 i think Regardless, we know the Royals were really good in 14 and 15. We also know that Ned Yost was their manager. (laughs) So this goes back to what I have been saying all along, which is that I think managers probably get, we probably put too much on managers just in general, because I'm not saying that Buck Showalter by any means is amazing tactically, but Ned Yost is about as bad as it gets. I, I mean, I wish I could come up with like specific stories, but he's been gone for a few years. But I just remember like back in those days with the Royals, some of the head scratching shit he would do all the time. Yeah. And his fucking Royals swept the O's like they were just really good and really talented. I don't think that like Ned Yost out strategized uh, uh, Buck Showalter, you know, right. is Ned Yost better or worse than Tony La Russa? Oh, no, that's an interesting question. 
uh, Tony Larusa now he's 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 better. Tony yeah. Larusa twenty years ago was better than yeah. Ned Yost. That sounds probably right. Yeah. Uh, I, so I will say just a quick note. Um, I, I don't fault I don't fault Buck for checking for initiating the check, whether it's a combination of gamesmanship or the stats, because the the spin rates you sent the spin yeah. rates were that was the the main thing. So when they when they initiated the spin rate or the sticky stuff ban a couple of years ago, or last year last year last year, mm-hmm. um, last year. on yeah. average their spin rate dropped. You know. I think 60 RPM on average, but you saw pictures. I think Kenley Jansen's cutter dropped 140 RPM. Wow. Uh, Cole's Cole's fastball dropped around 100 RPM. You know, you saw some really like 100 was considered a huge, huge drop. So to see Musgrove on his slider be up 250 RPM is is suspicious. And the the def- in defensive buckets, like well. Like his team is losing. What else is he gonna do? I mean, everything everything was up at least 100 RPM, and, and three of his pitches were more than 170 RPM up, which is an enormous jump. Um, now, I bet he was doing something and he just didn't get caught. It, it could be that. I mean, Callan did say adrenaline. I, I wonder if he, you know, he, did he was he gripping the ball extra hard and does he have blisters now? I don't know. Like, but it, it was suspicious, and they were getting they're getting their asses handed to them. So. I don't blame Buck for looking at the data, looking at how the pitches were going, going something's up. Plus, you, you factor in the shiny ears, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, that, that was what they kept talking about—the shiny ears. But yeah. uh, so I don't fault him for that, and that might be the new reality of things moving forward. Um, so it is, it is curious, but it, it, it like you guys said, the hot take—it it looked desperate, it looked kind of sad. Um, you know, Musgrove made the the Mets look pretty, pretty silly. Yeah, yeah. And but, I don't know if it if it had turned out the other way. I don't know if I feel differently, but I I still feel very strongly that it well, was a, a poor desperation move. Well, so say they do find something, right? And and he's ejected in the seventh inning. Like, do, do they replay the game? Right? It's it's a that's the question. Yeah. If the Mets don't win, they go home. So if 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 that cheating gets the Padres to the next round, then. And maybe that's the reality of the playoffs. Maybe maybe pitchers make the assumption now that, well, like if I have to win this game, I'm going to load the ball up or I'm going to use sticky stuff because I might be going home anyway. Right. This might be the last game I pitched this year anyway. Why not? Why not try? Like, why not push the bo- the boundaries of that rule? Um, so that's where yeah. the, the Brian Kenny argument came into play where it's like, okay, at first I thought he was kind of a, a low shot that he was taking, but then I thought, after he described himself, and and by the way, he wasn't saying he all he was doing is presenting the data. He wasn't saying that there was cheating on the MLB Network. This is Brian Kenny, former ESPN analyst. He just was saying this is what Buck was looking at, and here's where he may be. In, you know, they may be incentivized to do something to the ball, yeah. um, but not a good look anyway. Especially when you put in the context that Buck can't win a playoff series. <laughs> there was one <clears throat> amazing stat that I saw. And granted, this is partially because of the new the new playoff setup where you have to play a three game series for the uh, for the uh, wild card. But the uh, Colin, I'm sure you saw this. Uh, the Mets this year are the first ever 100 win team to not make it to the division series. <laughs> so pretty rough. I feel bad. I feel bad for the Mets fans. I really do. Also, weren't they the one of the only teams to ever only get one hit in a playoff game? Oh, I didn't see anything. I think they were wow. one of the first teams to ever get one hit in a playoff game. Wow. Bobby but also, Jones like pitched pitched a one hitter for the Mets in two thousand on their way to the World Series. Might have been a might have wow. been a an elimination game. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's and really wild those, though because sorry, Matt. One of those weird baseball, you know, Elias Sports Bureau stats or Toddy something. Toddy will be but. texting you about that one too. <laughs> um, it's really crazy because like. When they got Scherzer, it was such a coup, right? And and this was exactly the type of situation, right? Where at the beginning of the year, we were, if we would have th- thought about the Mets in the playoffs playing a three-game series or even a five-game series, we would have said, oh my God, the Mets are going to have a massive advantage because of Scherzer and DeGrom. And Scherzer got fucking lit up, you know? And I'm very curious in the offseason of what we're going to hear about that. I'm wondering if something is up with him. But in any case, we don't need to keep talking about the Mets. I just thought that that was very interesting that he just, he got fucking destroyed. Like, it, it was bad. I love it. 
<laughs> Love it. So good. And unfortunately, the dreaded Astros came back Ugh. and won yesterday. Because... Yeah, Jordan hit a fucking bomb. I mean, yeah. decision to bring in Robbie Ray after their closer, who um, let's just say social really media weird. is like the worst place in the world. People are awful. Like this is another example of this this dude. I can't remember what his name is. He deleted his social media accounts yesterday because he's just getting death for threat after after threat, like just getting torn apart. He's I think he's like 24 years old. You oh, know, my God. And whatever. Just terrible. Anyway. He was struggling and, you know, so the Mariners make the move and to bring in Ray, I mean, it was, it was questionable, but it like, to me, it wasn't like the, the craziest decision in the world. I'm like, he's, he's a former Cy Young award winner. Like, all right, give it a shot. The first pitch he throws his fastball right down the middle and Jordan takes a huge cut, follows it straight back. I'm like, all right, he got away with one. Next pitch, same thing fastball right down the middle what do you think is going to happen well Jordan turned on it hit the longest recorded stat cast or the hardest hit stat cast home run in uh postseason history yeah 117 uh, to, uh, I think. To, to walk it off for the Astros like it all happened that quickly it was two pitches two fastballs right down the middle when you have swing and miss stuff like I don't think his fastball is like a, a Garrett Cole fastball, like overpowering. Like he's, he's got nasty off speed stuff. Like I, I just didn't understand the pitch selection. Like that's the part that really is. Not only the pitch selection. Why are you pitching to him in general? Yeah. That's There's what, only that's what one said, other player Tim. in the American league. And I think the whole league that has an OPS above a thousand. Yeah. Got Aaron, yeah Judge Aaron Judge and Jordan yeah. Alvarez. Yeah, yep. Jordan Alvarez. If you delete Shohei Otani and you delete Aaron Judge from the league, he's the MVP. I was actually like, going to say that. He yeah, he had an incredible season. He had he had an incredible, incredible like an all time, you know, top fifty offensive season ever. That is overshadowed just because there's a name name guy named Aaron Judge playing in New York right now. <laughs> um, so why are you pitching to him with a base open? Yeah, I mean, it's true. I will never, ever condone intentional walks. Yes. Yeah. Ever. But I was going to make a similar point that, yeah, we, we were so caught up with Judge and Otani this season and for good reason. But like Jordan's really good. He was he was worth six point eight war this year. You know, like he's he's really excellent. And uh, even even if I would never, ever condone intentional walks, I certainly you know, yeah, just throwing fastballs and catching that much of the plate. I mean, you got to be airing. Like, if you're going to throw fastballs, you got to be going for the edge of the plate so hard. that. And if you miss, you got to be off the plate, right? Like, you have to be, you yeah. have to be, yeah, yeah hit him. Like, you got to be airing to the, yeah. Like, if you're going to, yeah, you got to be, you got to be going outside or inside. You can't let yourself be coming back in. Like, throw, throw balls. Like, just that very edges of the zone to let yourself catch that much. I mean, I mean, like, even if even if you're not intentionally walking him, like you're right. Throw around him. Don't catch that much of the zone. Yeah, do what Cole did with Ramirez. Wouldn't you rather pitch to the 820 OPS Bregman than the 11 or one thousand eleven? Like ten uh, nineteen. I just 10, pulled 19. it up. Yeah. yeah, even though Bregman did hit a two run homer. Early. Right, and Bregman no. is great, but yeah. But also, I mean, Jordan Alvarez looks like he eats one and a half Bregmans on you know yeah. his PB and J for sandwich you know for lunch. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, he looks. Like, he Bregman looks fucking huge compared to him. Yeah, right? like, yeah. It's funny by the measurements. Jordan is smaller than Judge. He's the same height, I think, as Stanton, but I think he maybe is listed as weighing less. But looking at him, I mean, he looks as big as Judge. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, he's fucking huge. Yeah. Yeah. So that sucked because, you know, if the Yankees do end up taking it from Cleveland, which I do not think is a guarantee, by the way, um, I think I could very easily see us losing. But um, it seems I mean, I would love for the Mariners to win, but it seems unlikely that they're going to get past the Astros. You know, the other thing is, you know, we talked about uh, uh, Jordan being in the shadow of Judge and Otani. The Astros won 106 games this year, like. A hundred, you know, I know, I, I think this actually came up recently on the pod. Yeah. Uh, we, we talked about this a while back, right? About about seasons where you win upwards, uh, you know, like 105 games and more and shit like that. It's incredibly rare in baseball history. And then, of course, the Dodgers won 111 this year and the Astros won 106. Obviously, the Dodgers winning 111 is crazy and they just 
were so goddamn good that people weren't talking about the Astros as much, but like they won 106 games. They're, they're fucking, they're like amazing. And if the Yankees do manage to get by Cleveland, I mean, I'm pretty sure the Astros have our, have our number again, but. I mean, they got to be one of the only, I was telling this to Toddy this morning. They got to be one of the only franchises in sports who's undefeated against the Yankees in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. The Yankees are going to, we're going to win. We're going to pitch Nestor in games one, three, five, and seven. It's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be an amazing effort. His arm will fall off, but we're going to win game seven on a Marwin Gonzalez bloop single to right Marwin. center field marwin people are pissed that uh, he's on the roster instead of peraza i've been i've been seeing shit yeah. about that he's versatile yeah who would have thought that uh in 2022 for the yankees pitching staff that Nestor cortez was going to be 4.2 baseball reference war best on the team uh by quite a bit actually cole was like what was Half he like 2.6 or something yeah yeah, fucking Nestor Cortez. 2.4. 2.4. So, uh, Nestor Cortez, the ace of the 2022 Yankees. Crazy. And we'll top this conversation off tonight with a little talk about hustle culture. Oh, I really hope my dad listens to this episode. He probably won't, but... <laughs> if you do, I Jim, how you doing? <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> I want to say in general... The hustle culture, especially in this country, in America, is so fucking stupid. Uh, and one of my favorite people, Stan Mandela, who works for Fanatics, her and I connected like five or six years ago. We talk basically at least once a month, um, you know, text every every once in a while. She just gave a TED Talk uh, in Reno a couple uh, months ago now about flow uh, and about uh, getting into the zone in your work efficiency, you know, those type of things and how hustle culture is obviously fucking stupid. Like, why are we working ourselves into the ground for this capitalistic society that only rewards the billionaires that we've ranted about mm. <laughs> on, on this mm. podcast before? Yeah, preach. I love it. <laughs> so overall, I fucking hate hustle culture. Um, and for the most part, I am in agreement. I know Matt kind of will will be a little bit more um, neutral uh, on things and and definitely poke both of us. Um, but I, I tend to agree with Ethan more. Um, the reason I'm so fired up about it, though, is because Bob Costas, who, by the way, I really respect. And I was actually really excited to see that he was calling the Yankees series immediately during the, the game last night starts talking about Cleveland and how they're this young team and they hustle all the time and they run out all these balls and they, you know, they, they did just play fundamental baseball. They're a great team to watch. Okay. You know, whatever it is. So Bob is going on and on Uh poor Ron Darling barely got any words in last night. Like Ron was just trying to no, do that's okay. and Scully and <laughs> the, the less Ron Darling, the better. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. But at the same time, I, I definitely felt a little bit bad for him. Um, Anyway, uh, Costas got his moment when uh, I think it was in the fourth inning, uh, a very easy target and Josh Donaldson <laughs> hit a ball uh, to the short porch out in right field that hit off the very top of the wall, just like in the 2000 World Series against the Mets when Todd Zeal hit the very top of the wall in left field and Justice got the, the ball in. They threw uh, Jeter had the great relay to throw out Timo Perez at the, at the plate. It was a huge play in the series. Um, same exact thing bounces off the top of the wall. And instead of bouncing over into the seats, it comes back onto the field immediately. So, okay. So that happens and Donaldson thinks it's a Homer. So he's jogging around first, gets caught in a pickle, gets thrown out at first. Immediately Costas goes into, well, if he had been running out of the box, head down, he'd have a double. Now, while that may be true, Here's where I have a problem with hustle culture. I have, I have two things that I want to talk about. The first thing is everyone else on that field thought it was a home run, including the right fielder, including the second baseman who caught the ball. And if you watch the replay, isn't really sure what to do with the ball. He's kind of like looking around because the umpires who were just as culpable for what happened with Donaldson 
were not they didn't have enough conviction in what the in what call they were going to make on the field, even though there's an extra umpire in the playoffs down the line for situations just like this. So we don't have another Jeffrey Mayer. <laughs> the first base coach for the Yankees gave Donaldson a high five as he was rounding the base, thought it was a home run. So everyone on the field thought the ball had left the park. So I'm already fired up because I'm like, how, how can you just assume? And, and it wasn't just Costas. I mean, Cameron Mabin, who, who I love, killing him on Twitter. Bunch of people on Twitter killing him. Hustle culture. Got to put your head down. Got to run. You could have had a double. Blah, blah, blah. Here's the other part. I was listening to an interview with Conan O'Brien and the comedian Leslie Jones. Awesome. And they were talking about one of the fundamental problems in this country specifically is that we have such... We adore people from the past so much that we have a hard time accepting greatness right now. So they were talking about oh, comedians. Yeah. They were talking about musicians. They were like Whitney Houston, you know, Richard Pryor, like all these guys. They were, they were fucking great back in the day. And everyone wants to compare to them when it's like, no, right in front of you right now is amazing. It's awesome. Comedy's great right now. Music's great right now. And that's the same thing with baseball. Like oh, yeah. we get we get stuck in these things where we're always comparing to fucking Babe Ruth and Honus yeah, Wagner. Yeah. Baseball fans are and, like the worst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, you know, all these guys from you know forever. And like it's it's great to remember the past and to honor the the greats who had played. But like at some point you just have to accept the fact that the game is different now. Like it's not what it was back then. And and Josh Donaldson is not an exception to the rule. 99 times out of 100, that is how players are going to react in that situation today. You know, rewind 40 years back, it's not going to be like that. But that's okay. That's how it was back then. This is how it is now. Why can't we just accept that this is how it is? These players are still amazing players, but just because they don't have your hustle culture from – you know, what baseball was in the 1960s and 1970s doesn't mean that they're they're devalued in any way or that they're not as worthy of being on the field as, you know, Reggie Jackson or as, you know, some of these people from the past. Like that that really hit home when I when I heard it in a different context from like a different industry and different people. I was like, that is a real thing. I, I think that that is um, that's legitimate. I really buy into it and um you know I think I'm I'm even guilty of it sometimes. So I'm not saying I'm I'm perfect with it, but um you know it's it's definitely made me more, more aware and I and I want to be better with that in the future. That's my rant. As close to a rant as I'll ever get. Yeah. You you or me, Ethan. Uh whatever you want. Are you locked and loaded? <laughs> as a former umpire. <laughs> umpire. <laughs> oh, that's oh, that's where we're going. Okay, I'm not gonna make them culpable for this because if they're not giving little twirly do, it's not a home run. But they didn't give it's, any signal. But that 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 means that means live ball. That means okay. live ball. Yes, you're you're right, Matt. You are so right. so. I I agree with you in the fact that to me the most damning is that like. I don't even know who it is. The first base coach is like high five and like yeah, yeah, got a home run. Um, so shame on him for not confirming with with the umpires. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have to signal safe. You know, arms out, meaning not a home run. They don't have to do that. But why is that? Why is there a reason for? That? I'm not even being a dick. I'm just wondering because it's in play. Ball bounce in play. But like, if you're relying on a, if you don't know, if you're not sure. So like that right fielder wasn't. I mean, he was close to the ball, but he wasn't like that close. Like you're kind of relying on a, on a visual cue to say like, okay, keep going, you know, like a whistle in football or in basketball. What's it mean? Play to the whistle. There, there is no whirly do, which means, which means. But is is that a well-known rule? I'm saying if, if he's not signaling home run, it's a live ball until otherwise. I'm saying though, is that a well-known rule? Yes. Like players yes. know that though. Yes. I'm not saying amongst umpires. Like players know that if you don't see anything but this, keep playing. Yeah. I feel like okay. everyone should know that. Okay. So but but again, I don't I don't blame Josh because you can see the the weird I mean, 
I was convinced watching it live that it hit the guy's hand. So yeah. um, I thought home run too, you know, um, or at least fan interference that ball, you know, hands up. But again, hands weren't up, mm-hmm. hands weren't out. There was no signal, which means play on. Um, and even, and even it, you're right. I mean, there are, Colin, there are cases where there's delayed signals. So there are, you know. What is, seen, what is hand, what is hands out? What is in, that again? In play. If, you know, if not it's not safe. Oh, yeah, just okay. not a home in run, play. you know. So why couldn't play. he do that though? I don't get it. The ball was um, in play. So uh, where, where is that? I mean, in the absence of a signal. Okay. It's, okay. yeah, okay. it's kind of like you don't have to signal for a ball. It's just a ball. Okay. Um, Agree to disagree there. And, and there are there are delayed signals, right? There, you know, the obstruction signal is a fist out, but you let the play finish. In this case, though, it's a live ball. Um, so that that's where I go. Come on, Josh, you've been in the league long enough to know. But taking the moment for what it was, I don't I don't blame him. I don't at all. I don't think that's a bad. You know, it's one of those. Ah, I wish like you should know better, but ah, man, I probably would have done the exact same thing if I were you. So. Um, no, no judgment there. Oh, that was that was tame. <clears throat> I, I, I got the, the the umpire perspective. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I appreciate you answering the hot hitting questions. See, this is this is tough because so I didn't I didn't actually see a highlight of it. You know, so I sh- I should watch and see what it looked like. You know, if it was one of those because sometimes you get it right where where the guy really connects and the and the sound off the bat is like super super loud and you and you're just sure it's going to go out and then it just dies right dies Nolan at the wall. Arenado did that right that's exactly the it's example i'm thinking of yeah exactly right you know that happens uh, frequently that's a common occurrence right so it's possible that that was the case here but I'm also thinking about when we, uh, you know, were shitting all over the Blue Jays, uh, you know, two, three weeks ago, and especially Vladdy Jr., who pulled the same thing, right? And so all I'm saying is like, huh? Eh? Eh? I mean, it sounds like, so it's one thing, yeah, if you hit it to right field in Yankee Stadium, like, and you think you got it, you think you got it all, yeah, you have a good chance of it going out. We know that. But... Like, I don't know. I still think you, you, you have to be like, you have to be like Giancarlo Stanton level certain. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if, if, if you're going to pimp it, if you're going to, if you're just going to take your sweet ass time. Now I didn't see, I don't know how, how lightly he was jogging, how slowly he was jogging. Yeah. Like, I don't, and, I don't think he was pimping it quite as hard as Vlad did in that really bad play that Vlad had. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he didn't I, don't, I don't, I don't know if he was running hard. But he did that, pull that, a full swaggy P move there. I mean, I mean, he he, he yeah. shouldn't he should have known. Yeah, I mean, he he definitely slowed up once once he got the handshake. You know. From- yeah, yeah, and that's <laughs> to your point though. That's what I was gonna say. That's the thing I think that that like makes me be a little bit more forgiving. Is like everybody thought it was out. The fucking first base coach gave him a, a high five like that. You know that 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 changes the equation a little bit. Um, but I still, I still think if you're, if you're just going to really jog and, and really take your time, you just, you got to be 110% certain you, you can't be 99% certain or whatever, you know, and maybe and, he was, maybe he, maybe he really would have said he was 110% certain, but, uh, for Ethan, for your reference, the swaggy P joke is the meme where the <laughs> swaggy P on the Lakers thinks he, he drained the three and he turns around and starts mugging at the camera and it bounces out. Oh, <laughs> okay. I was wondering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I figure that might be. You're, you're not an NBA guy. So. No, I'm not. No. Mm-mm. The Swaggy P era was one to forget. <laughs> <laughs> Better or that... worse than the Jeremy Lin era? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot about Jeremy Lin. Wow. Insanity. Yeah. Wow. I like yeah, the Swaggy basketball. P thing though. This Swaggy P thing. That's really funny. I wanna. I wanna see that. You. That's... You. You must have seen. Yeah the meme that's the type of thing in life that i love i just love that and and the fact that we can like have a video or a picture of that of like oh yeah some person being like so certain and so arrogant and just knowing and boom and you see the ball like that's just amazing yeah he's got the finish he turns around he's got the big grin and then like rim 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 out (laughs) amazing so good well anyway i think we can all agree that hustle culture still sucks Oh yeah, at large. Oh, at large, it's garbage. Of course, one hundred percent. 
Yep. Yep. But, well, what else? We got? Um, by we the got? time we by the time we convene next week, we will know. The, uh, we will know one way or another if our beloved Yanks are moving on to likely Houston. Um, if Seattle pulls the upset and the Yanks move on, they'll host the first two games of the championship series. But the Dodgers are doing Dodgers things. I fully expect them to uh, take care of San Diego. Last check, the Braves were the Bravos were up on them fighting Phils three nothing now bottom seven. So might have a split here before heading to Philly and oh. <laughs> be on the, there it on is. the video. If you if you head over to YouTube. Oh yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yep. Post Kobe it was it was rough. Yeah. It was no. rough. Even even old Kobe was was rough. So mm. yeah. <laughs> Any shout out boys before we Um I'll do a quick one. I mentioned this last week. Uh, brother Jeremy was offered a promotion and he officially accepted it. He is Woo. the new junior talent buyer for higher ground up in uh, up in Vermont. And uh, this is something that has, has been kind of a dream job for him for a long time. So it's a really big deal. And uh, so send him, send him your love. Lots of heart emojis and kissy faces. Um, warmest regards and best wishes. Uh, Shit's Creek style. You know, all of that. So Congrats, brother Jeremy. Okay, yeah, Jeremy. You got a shiny shot, Alan? Come on. Uh, I'm trying to think of something. I mean, I, I'll give my sign off before i go no, oh no, gross you're not allowed to give your sign yeah off. no no more we're done we're done with that none of that we got to get out of that yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i can i can preempt we are gonna lose uh we are <laughs> not gonna cover the spread we are <laughs> uh-huh I, I don't know i can't think of anything right now all right i think that does it okay boys well same time next week We'll we are coming to Penn State. <laughs> we are.